Okay. We should do it a couple times or just You can do it as many times, however you want it. <laughs> All right. Um, hi. This, <laughs> 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 it's just this for the, the RNZ introducing thing and like, you had to write. They sent you questions and I had to write them down and then go and record it in there. Oh, wow. And it had like heaps of different takes to being like, it felt real strange, but um, fuck, it felt strange. Um, uh, hi, this is Jim Nothing, and you're listening to Hako FM. And you're listening to Hako FM? We should get lost, cause at least that's something to do. I guess we could start back in 2018 then. Okay. Um, where it's, it mentions that you guys, you, Brian, and Anita, yeah. the band, yeah. got together on a, on a cold night to make music. Shiveringly cold. But it also references that you were all flatmates for a long time before then. That's right. What was it like living in a house full of musicians like that? I feel like I've always lived in houses with musicians. Um, that place in Christchurch was on London Street in Richmond. Um, 
I lived there, Brian's lived there, Violet French lived there, Anita lived there, Joe Sampson lived there, <laughs> Josh, who is playing in, the fuck is it, what the band called? Yumi Zuma lived mm. there. Um, so many people lived there, and so we, we rehearsed, everyone rehearsed there, Dancer Smatics rehearsed there, Salad Boys rehearsed there, um, and so our lounge was just, like, our practice space, mm. um, and so, yeah, it was, it's great. I don't know, I've, I don't think I've ever not lived with musicians. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so coming back, after living up in Auckland and going back down to record some music, in many ways it was like going back to a, a living in a home situation you've been used to. Yeah, it was, um, I, I can't actually remember how we started doing it. I think I'd maybe message Brian, because he started recording quite a lot of people, um, down there and getting a bit of a setup, um, and I think I was down for, I don't know, maybe some family thing. I'm not too sure, but um, yeah, we got together and uh, yeah, recorded only life in his uh, storage unit in Wollston, mm. and a lot of fun. And then we were like, "Fuck it, let's make an album." And then so from then till this year, so I guess four years. Um, we kind of chipped away at it. Yeah, and so did you, you... You were kind of coming up with songs as that period went on. Like, it wasn't like, hey, I've written the album of songs we're listening to now. Now me, Brian, and Anita are going to record them. Or was it so, a little bit more formed than that? So yes and no. Um, some of the songs on that album were... I think one of them goes back to, like, 2014. Wow. Um, possibly even... More than that? No, it would have been more than that. Um, and I, I'm i like really chronic on recording on my phone on the little voice memos app. Yeah. Um, and before that on um, little four track cassette things that my labeling is so awful that <laughs> I, haven't, I don't even know what, what's on there. Yeah. Um, so some of them were pretty formed and just... Maybe lyrics were a flexible part, but um, some were written kind of during that as well. So it's a real mixture of um, times, uh, <laughs> yeah. which is, I think, something that initially I was slightly uncomfortable with because um, you go through a lot of changes from being like 24 to like 32 or mm. whatever, you know? Um, so, but there's something kind of cathartic and putting in full stop to it well it's interesting you say that because i actually got a sense that the album at least like th there were there are quite a lot of thematic parallels throughout the album to me i think what do you mean by thematic oh theme yeah yeah yeah, yeah right so like you you know a lot of the writing is about kind of being lost and found but through time and space yeah like there's a lot like nowhere land and like oh, yeah. and and, th and things like a lot of lines about like i've already gone or you've already gone yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or now we're here and i found that really interesting it, it's knowing a little bit about you and the time that it took to do all the songs and also the fact that you've been doing it across places mm. actually really fit with the songs that ended up on the record i think yeah i think so too and i, I like You've been to Christchurch, you know what it's like. So, like, those... I don't think anyone who's lived there in the last, you know, 15 years hasn't felt like that. 
Um, yeah, it's an interesting point. You mean like as a reaction to the earthquakes and yeah, and even before, like it's a fucked up place. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's it it's yeah. I I've got a big soft spot for it, but I think that um, there's like a transient nature to it that I have felt like that for a while as well. Um, and I guess a lot of the songs reference that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 kind of that's the common thread across that time period of your life. Like, like I said, like a lot of things change, but not everything changes. Yeah, um, you always yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think like your experience of place and time seems to have been the common thread across your writing. You know what I mean? I think so. And lyrically, kind of like uh, working through working through things within yourself and 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 you know mental health stuff and substance stuff like it's all it's all there and that's all kind of um yeah like a a fr- uh, maybe an easy easy pull to draw from but also <laughs> quite cathartic yeah true um yeah talking as you said like you you were mentioning all the people that have lived you've lived with yeah even, a lot even of in that just one flat that was yeah just one place um uh and it's kind of like a who's who really um of the christchurch music scene but also the new zealand music scene um what do you think it is what do you like personally as a as a fan of the of the people that you have played with in music in Christchurch or even who are still in Christchurch now, like, what? Why do you think they're um, special? You keep getting drawn back to them. I 
it's quite interesting. I, I don't know if it's the same for a lot of cities, but um, like when you when you grow up in Christchurch, there, especially when you're not 18 yet, um, it was just house parties and playing in each other's bands. And then once you were old enough to drink, it was like bars, house parties, and playing in each other's <laughs> bands. So everyone played in each other's bands and people got quite good at it um and it just yeah I think it was a really like there's so many people that were in that that are still doing it now like a, a, a large majority still are um I, I'm fortunate that they're like still doing that and still keen so I can't remember what the actual question was but um well was the you know I I, th- I when I think of like the melted ice cream family and, yeah and and what anita's done and what brian's done and what yeah. joe's done and yeah um all the music that's still being made yeah and all the offshoots from it like finding world series through ben and yeah, then, like, yeah what? there's a whole fucking like super group thing yeah yeah and like meeting ryan chin back and when i was in high school and seeing him play with ben yeah. now and on the recordings and everything it's it, there is a kind of collection of great musicians there from my point of view mm-hmm. and um but it's 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 a scene that i haven't necessarily been geographically um linked to or or, or been around so it's interesting it would be interesting to hear your experience from inside that kind of group and why what's going on yeah well there's fuck all to do down there you know <laughs> yeah, okay and it's really insular so you like you do you play in each other's bands like yeah. um yeah i don't know there's the, I think Brian made, or maybe it was Michael, someone made like a, I don't know if it's a Venn diagram, but it's some type of diagram, like a family tree or something that right. links all these things. It's on the, <laughs> I think it's on the liner notes of the Sickest Smashes and it's got like all these bands and then links who's in what. And it's a fucking chaos. Yeah, right. It's just lines going everywhere. Like everyone's in each other's shit. There was like one band that was kind of isolated, but had like one member. I can't remember <laughs> who that was, but it's... um. Yeah, I don't know why that is either, um, but it's, I, I think it's this, I, I don't know, I think it's a slept on music scene, well maybe not anymore, because um, like, I don't know, Aldous Harding's massive and so is Marlon and Ben's on his way and Anita's a star, so like, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's cool that it, I guess it's getting recognition, but I think in the years prior, um, Auckland primarily dominated, uh, Auckland music primarily dominated um, New Zealand's music. Mm. Um, but I don't need, maybe it was the same up here, I don't know. And have you found the same kind of spirit of collaboration and and music camaraderie up here in Auckland as well? So it took me a while, but yes, now I have. Um, it's a, when you move places, it takes you a while to find your, your freaks. Um, <laughs> yes, good way of putting you know? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I think up here, um, living with, um, for a long time with Sam, who works for Audio Foundation, introduced me to so much stuff, and they've been, like, a, a really um, wonderful freak family to be around, and so that's kind of opened my eyes up to lots of different things. Um that yeah, I think without that um, organization, my experience up here would have been vastly different. It can, uh, it's I think it's quite a common experience in Auckland to take a 
a while to get into knowing people. I still feel like I don't know people. <laughs> I still feel like I don't know people. Like yeah. in, in Christchurch, it was weird. You'd go to the you go to the same bars because there's only a couple of them every weekend, and you'd see people, and because you didn't say hi to them five years ago, you don't say hi to them tonight. And it's fucking weird. Yeah. But up here, there's people that I see that I've got I no idea who the fuck they are. Yeah. And that's exciting. <laughs> like, it's cool. I don't know. Yeah. I'm still jazzed on Auckland. Everyone, people get burnt out, but <laughs> <laughs> I think it's cool up here, you know? Yeah, of course. Um, um. You have a very wide, extended circle of mus- musically inspired friends. Mm. So, what is it about Brian and Anita for you that made them be have to be a part of this Jim Nothing album? I think I'm. Sorry. I think I'm really comfortable with them as people. Um, we we align quite well. Um, we're all total freaks, um, and. Yeah, I, I think we're also <laughs> around and available, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, like, yeah, like, we're friends as well. So, like, I've played in bands with Brian and, um, like, when um, 
Anita was starting out with Motta, like I was like lent her all my guitar and pedals and full tracks and stuff and like so it's all I think we've all helped each other out in many different things and um it was cool to see this album start from a song and then it was fun and it, the outcome was nice and so there were more songs and then over different periods of time and in different places um but yeah always that core three um kind of working on it yeah which sounds very natural you know like being like well this is instead of being like having this very heady planning yeah like we're gonna okay we're gonna have 12 songs on the record it's gonna one's gonna sound like this one's gonna sound like that it's just like doing it and then being then reacting to it be like well that was cool let's do it let's do some more it's unnatural in a way though because those songs have like most of them have never been performed as a band right so it's been um something that i've had like as a rough demo on my phone to something that was tracked with drums and bass and then Anita does her thing and then like you know we build it up that way right. so um it's kind of making an album in a backwards way rather than being in a band and figuring out the songs in the garage and playing local shows and and how do you how do you feel about doing like say recordings first and then forming a band around recordings um I feel fine about it. Cool. That's exactly what's happened. Like it would be, it would be different if we all lived in the same city. Mm. I think. Um, but Anita was in Wellington. Brian was in Christchurch. I was up here. Um, Paul Brown, who played bass on a lot of it, is also up here. And Ben Odering, who used to play bass in Salad Boys, played on it as well. Mm. So, I mean, it it feels it feels as it should, you know. Like, I'd like to, I'd like to play shows with it, um, and maybe book book a tour. We'll see.
write like that as well, like as like creating songs. Like I I go through the phone app or whatever or the computer with things and it's like no recollection of ever hearing that song, let alone it <laughs> let alone yeah. it, you know, yeah. recording. It's like it. a fever dream. It's fucking weird. Yeah. And then so it kind of feels it's kind of exciting, like you haven't like rehearsed them to when they're like real like shiny, you know, it's just like well, that was a that was the take that we got and we built from it. Which is interesting, like, because that's an art in its own. That the album does have that feeling. Mm. Like, some people use the term off kilter to explain, like, culturally, you know, left field. Mm. But I would describe the album off kilter in a sense of, like, it's got, like, a sway to it the whole way through. Yeah. Which is really interesting that you've managed to do that. Usually, that's a really hard thing to do where you're all having to play live together and find those little things. But you've all seemed to just have added these like yeah these maybe it's just like a commitment to takes that you're like that is cool yeah and it's not exact like it's weird because a lot of the the actual initial tracking is would be me and brian brian on drums and me on guitar playing together and doing a few different kind of like we'll do a few different takes and being like that one has that one has the feeling let's use that right so i feel like that's been lost a little bit in general terms in guitar band recordings yeah with the advent of of music technology that we have now oh yeah the technology is amazing everything just sounds so good and tight all the time yeah which is great i i really like that also yeah but i think that's what maybe was hitting my ears with a bit more like impact listening to in the marigolds it's like oh this is it kind of made me aware of how perfectly robotically tight all the guitar music I've been listening to yeah, lately yeah, is. Right, yeah. And how much it is, it, you know, guitar music inherently is meant to be like a hu- human expression, you know what I mean? It is meant to have that little lilting yeah. thing to it sometimes. It's interesting as well because, um, and this came very much from Brian, but everything, from the start he set out that everything had to run through something. So even <laughs> like if... It, what? Well, every like like the like it's recorded quite it's not like i mean it sounds fucking hi-fi like he's done oh it sounds great spectacular job but everything went through something so the guitar 57 or whatever was on it whatever microphone brian had ran through an old tape machine before it hit the daw the what is it called audio interface before it goes to reaper the vocals went through this old stereo before it went into that so everything nothing went direct into the thing that goes into the computer. Right, right. Everything went through something, um, even if it's just an old mixing desk with no EQ. I think it was like, I don't know if it was like a weird thing that he had in his mind, but it had like everything had to go through something. Mm. Um, I think that's very smart because it's like building in, because you used to be able to, you, in fact, it used to be a problem in recording um, technology that all the stuff that you would use, like mixing desk and tape would add all the yeah, shit it. Yeah. into it yeah, yeah. and but now it's so pure and, but yeah, now we've yeah. got yeah the, now we're like fuck we have to intentionally add some of that in or else it you sounds get, like, too pristine you can get tape emulator plugins that give your give a <laughs> uh, a, a signal a wonderful cassette like wobble yeah and you can decide how much um warp is on it and they're awesome they're really cool um plugins but um and easier to use than like around with an old task cam that's like half broken yeah <laughs> i can show you which my is ca- all i can the show time. you my carriage later it's like oh. yeah
And so yeah. have you been dabbling with guitars and guitar songwriting the whole time or did that come along at a certain point in your life? No, no, I've, I've been messing around for sure. Um, like I had, I had some guitar lessons at school and I learned, you know, the chords like G and E and C and D. D's a good one. D's a good one. F, F, I love F. Um, so I learned all those and those are still all I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that and like, I guess playing variations of them up and down the neck. yeah with a power chord kind of thing um but yeah that's all that's all i know so i'm not i i've dabbled in guitar for a, a while but don't, i don't like you couldn't tell me to play a song and i'd know how to play it yeah right yeah and uh, is, is it a different kind of outlet to the drumming is it the is it the ability to communicate a little bit more through actual songwriting rather than well the drumming was something that like i don't know like i've always been quite an intense person and so drumming kind of came naturally Originally, I wanted to learn violin. My parents were like, nah. And then I was like, oh, okay, I wanted to learn saxophone. They were like, nah, nah, nah. And then drums was the thing that they said yes to. I don't know why. That's but crazy. It's wild, right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. like, I, um, yeah, I've all, I, I've been, I have been playing drums for a long time. Um, but you don't really, like, write songs on drums. No. Um, and to be honest, I've never practiced because playing drums alone kind of sucks. Mm. Like, you need other people. And I guess coming back to being in Christchurch, there was a lot of people who knew how to play guitar and had songs that needed someone who knew how to play drums. And then so that's how I got in with all that because I could play the drums and play along to stuff that they had made. Yeah. Um, and then I guess being a music lover, you're like instinctively start writing songs even though you don't really know how to. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's how. So not <laughs> not comfortable with singing. Not comfortable playing guitar, but, <laughs> but, 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 but both here's of my album. Anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you feeling like energized by this whole process towards more in the future? Yeah, I um, during recording the songs that we started recording, I started working on a next album, and this is similar to the this first one. Um, there's a lot to choose from, but um, I tried to start kind of blurring the lines between a demo and a recording nice so um this whole album was recorded on reaper um oh. like a free well not free yeah yeah, it's, yeah. You, you pay for it but you get a free trial for um basically indefinitely um if you want to brian's paid for it because it's a good 
good citizen and records <laughs> lots of um lots of music but um yeah so i in i've always wanted to have all of my stuff set up in one place rather than like plugging stuff in every now and again and yes yeah, it's, oh, it's so punishing so i finally got that and so yeah there's a lot of um new songs that are being formulated and may need to be mixed or may need to be completely redone i don't know but some of them i think are good enough to hop on another record so yeah there's stuff on the horizon oh shit yeah 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 yeah. i I, I, like uh yeah like compulsively writing cool yeah yeah, which is a great space to be in yeah yeah it is a great space to be in and but i think like you can't you can't like i'm not disciplined enough to do it consistently like it comes and it will like it'll happen and then you do a bunch of it and then you won't look at it ever again Mm. until you You need to do it again yeah space for it yeah so it's not like i don't know i feel like i'm fairly erratic and so the feeling has to be there and if it's not there then it starts to become a chore and like i I already have chores like i don't want you know (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) you don't want to invent more for yourself no no No, no, you don't want to turn that into it so i think like and people get real i think people get real hard on themselves for like creative productivity or they must have something they must have an outcome for something which like i've gone through as well and i think that's kind of that's kind of bullshit um and especially through lockdown as well everyone was like making these like lockdown eps and lockdown albums and stuff and um man i'm so jealous hey it's like still had to work <laughs> through that whole thing yeah, like, right. i want to make that but then it's like actually fuck it i'm like my mind's not in it like i'm fucking like uncharted territory for me like a global pandemic like, this is real intense like, i don't want to write a rock song right I now think thing, and i think <laughs> like, the thing is like even the people that force themselves to do that like i can't recall any that i remember now yeah you know well, what I mean? I mean like but maybe you don't know maybe they don't maybe it's not in the in the bio or whatever yeah maybe maybe it'll come out in 10 years time yeah <laughs> Started it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Started during lockdown. <laughs> yeah. I fucking bet it will. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs>